Hi, and welcome back to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach, Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck, and be more confident in your 30s. I am so excited to let you know that this episode is the 80th episode of the Turning 30 podcast, which is just wild. I can't believe that I've recorded that many episodes. It's been two and a half years since I started this project. And as I always say on here, it really is such a passion project for me. Of course, it's become a huge part of my business, if not the central piece. And I love it. And I think that's just what makes it so special that every time I open my computer to record a podcast and to speak to you all or I invite a guest on I genuinely feel like this is what I'm meant to be doing and I'm really excited today to do a special episode for you and also some exciting announcements and updates before we begin but I just wanted to express some love for you all for being here and say thank you thank you for joining me on the podcast if it's the first time then welcome this is a place where we're speaking all about turning 30 being in your 30s how it feels to maybe take a different path from those around you or to have struggles of not being where maybe you thought you would be or even if you did get there maybe it isn't exactly what you expected and I'm the host I'm a life coach and really what we're doing is opening up to have really real and authentic conversations and yeah to spread my mission of helping women in their 30s know and understand that there is no such thing as being on time and I always say this it's really a matter of ditching those timelines and coming back to your true path who you really are what you really want and living it and that's what we're here to do so if you're new welcome please join me over on Instagram, which is where I mainly hang out, which is at turning30coach. The 30 is the numbers three zero. And if you're an old timer and you follow me and you're here on the podcast a lot, thank you for coming back. It means so much to me. I want to recommend to all of you to hit the subscribe button on whichever platform you're listening on. I know according to my podcast stats that for most of you that's Spotify and for many of you it's also Apple Podcasts so if you hit subscribe then you'll be the first to know when the next episodes are out. If you could go and give me a rating then that would also be really helpful because I want to spread this podcast into as many ears as possible and there's so many exciting episodes coming up the next few months. We really have such exciting plans. I've got amazing guests, really interesting topics. I'm mixing it up a little. I'm going to be doing some more solos, but really, really diverse topics for the guest interviews. So yes, hit subscribe, send it to your friends, really appreciate you. And actually this week I checked yesterday. I'm never on top of the podcast stats, but when I every so often go on to have a look, I always get a lovely surprise and yesterday's surprise was that we are now at 90,000 so we're creeping ever closer to the big 100,000 milestone Uh, that's downloads by the way not really sure what it means of downloads listen streams not really big into all those things but really exciting that 90,000 of you have downloaded one episode of the podcast and I've noticed in the past few weeks how the episodes have the episode streams per day are so much higher than usual, really like almost double. So exciting times and lots to look forward to. And yes, really excited to keep bringing good podcast materials to you. So before we dive into the episode, it's a good one, I promise. I wanted to give you some behind the scenes updates of what's been going on. And mainly just to tell you all that Today is the first day of May, so celebrating a new month, some new energy. April was a big one for me. It was a month of many different emotions, many different circumstances, really big celebrations, some health issues, some family stuff. I I think I felt every emotion on the chart of emotions that's possible. And it's also a month of really hard work because I launched my retreat and also 
I am enrolling for the next group program, which I'll speak about in a moment. And on top of that, my boyfriend moved in, which was a really big change. And yeah, I've had my episodes of vertigo, which happen from time to time. And all in all, it was just a really busy, packed month. And tomorrow I am flying to Japan. So this is huge news for me. It was really unexpected that I would be invited by a brand new travel agency who runs luxury solo travel trips for people in their 30s and they invited me to come along on their nine-day Japan adventure. Uh, this The name of the company is called Vacay Travel Crew and I'm so... I'm just so grateful that this is what's happening. We're going on the most amazing adventure. I'm actually flying two days before we meet with the group. I wanted to have a little bit of time by myself in Tokyo. Funnily enough, an old client of mine happens to be landing on the same day and I'm really excited to to see her, to meet her for the first time in person. And then I'm going to be doing what I love to do, which is some solo travel exploring. And wow, it just feels surreal. I don't think I've really like, understood and and fully, you know, received the fact that I'm going. It feels like a dream come true. And please keep up with my Instagram. I'm going to be sharing everything I'm doing there. We have a few days in Tokyo and then we're heading off to Mount Fuji. We're going to be going to Osaka and Kyoto. And there's just so many different adventures that I'm going on, different parts of the tour that have been organised. And you know, the Vacay Travel Crew, uh, travel company who've organised it are so cool because I would never be able to do this trip alone. It would be something that for me personally, you know, I'm not a huge organiser with trips. I really like to do things that are easy. I usually rock up at these kind of tropical jungle seaside coastal towns and just make my way there and know that I'm going to be fine and do a little bit of research when I'm booking and a little bit of research before. But Japan and Tokyo takes a lot of research. It really takes a lot of preparation. And I think that I wouldn't have been able to do it myself. And I don't think I would be able to, you know, really navigate and understand all of the preparations before. And the amazing thing about this organized tour is that they've done it all for me. So I've literally been getting emails telling me what I need to bring from, you know, the currency to the plug sockets that I need and the adapters, also recommendations of the, the etiquette there, like things that are, you know, there's lots of customs in Japan that we don't have in uh, most of the Western world. And yeah, they've made everything really easy. We have a WhatsApp group before to meet others on the trip. So yeah, it's all kicking off. And I'm just so excited to bring you all on the journey with me. And I really hope you'll follow along. They also, by the way, have trips to loads of places around the world. So I just saw they announced a trip to my dream bucket list destination, Iceland. So I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to join them uh, next year with that. And they also have New Zealand, they have Costa Rica, Thailand, and then they have trips more close to home in Greece and Europe. So definitely go and check it out if solo travel is something you've been wanting to do, but you want to do it in a framework, then it's definitely a really, really good option. So I'll put in the show notes the link to the website so you can go and check out the destinations. They also, they're also doing the Japan trip again, I think this time next year. So if Japan sounds right up your street, then I definitely recommend signing up. I actually have a voucher code that you can use to get $500 off, which is a really significant amount off. I think it's like 20%. So if you do want to book, then make sure that you use that code and get that discount. So yes, just really exciting. I've been having really emotional gratitude moments. And before I just got lost in the days of thinking like, wow, what, what would Emma who was a lawyer in London 10 years ago, stuck in this little cubicle in this office in London, hating her job, just praying and wishing that there was a way out. 
what would she think of it now? She would just, she would never believe it. She couldn't ever imagine. And you know, this is the first time I've been invited on a brand trip. You know, I'm not really positioned myself as an influencer, but these offers have started coming in and I'm being very selective with who I work with because I never want to turn my brand into, you know, advertising and promotions and sponsorship when I just don't like it when brands do that, you know. I know that some people do it because that's their livelihood and they have to and I'm fortunate enough that I don't need to do it. But it's really exciting that I get to do these things as part of my business and and my Instagram. So just celebrating myself and celebrating all of you for being there with me when I go on this crazy ride and journey in this business. And yeah, really, really crazy. Okay, I've spoken enough. Let's dive into the episode. So this episode is all about just some, not all, of the lessons that I've learned from 1,000 plus hours of coaching with 30-somethings. And I originally did an episode about 500 hours and the lessons that I'd learned. And I did that almost two years ago. And the truth is, I don't know exactly how many hours of coaching. It is just a guess. It's definitely over a thousand. I tried to calculate and I was like, oh, it could be between a thousand five hundred and two thousand. So I just decided to go with a thousand plus. But honestly, if I gave all of the lessons learned from the conversations that I've had, from the sessions that I've done, from the coaching, the episode would probably be about eight hours long. So I've cut it down to some of the key things that I have learned, the patterns that I see, the things that come up. And I'm really excited to share them with you. So you don't have to listen to it in order, but the original episode that I did was a really good one. It actually is one of the most downloaded solo podcast episodes. And in that episode, I shared some of the things that at that time I was really seeing. And just to recap them, some of the things that actually not in order because it's just off the top of my head was that I was speaking about how if you invest in yourself and you decide that you want to change and change is inevitable also that everybody is struggling and we're all trying to pretend that we're fine there's something I used to see or I do see a lot with clients that we everyone has their problems everyone has their stuff birthdays bring stuff up was I think that was the first part that I started with in the episode and yeah just lots of really interesting things that I see by coaching this age group and also obviously the type of women that come into my containers, the type of women that I attract have really similar behavior patterns and I think it's really important for me to share them because I want you to realize that you're not alone. I think that's really something important. It's why I'm so focused on uh, building community and bringing my audience together and in the retreat, in the group programs, because turning 30 can be really lonely, especially when you have lots of negative feelings about it and you do feel left behind and you feel like you're not doing something right. And something that I've learned, and honestly, it genuinely helps me in all of my personal journey and my personal process is to understand how similar we all are and the kinds of things that we're going through and the ways that we respond to things. And yeah, it's just so interesting. And I said this in the last episode and I'll say it again now. I really feel like obviously I'm a coach and a podcast host and all the other things that I do, a content producer, um, now recently Instagram influencer. But I honestly feel like I am I'm a market researcher. I'm doing a social experiment on what it's really like to be a woman in your 30s. And I, I'm not just saying this to you know, to big myself up or be arrogant, but I genuinely don't believe that there is anybody out there with as much specific experience of working with this age group as as me. I really think I'm an expert in it. You know, I was thinking that I'm sure there are therapists that mainly work with certain age groups and, you know, potentially do have similar experience, but I, from, from the research I've done, there isn't another coach who brands himself or a therapist sorry who brands himself as turning 30 specifically so yeah I really think that I've got such interesting insights and analytics and yeah just information that I can use to help you all and that's really I say this a lot when people 
think about working with me is that you don't only get you know coaching and and what the what whatever the container is you also get my expertise you also get six years of coaching and four of those specifically on women turning 30 with over a hundred women coming through my programs and it's just really interesting and I feel like you know this is all fed back into the community because all of the content that I create and put out there is genuinely based on evidence and facts of those of you that I work with. So I'm going to dive into it today and I've come up with a list. I think I've got like seven, but let's see how far we go because I can see I'm already 15 minutes in and we've not even started yet. I'm just going to free flow, improvise. haven't really done much preparation for this one, but that's how I work. And... I'd love to hear feedback. I always say this, but you know, the podcast is a really tough one because on Instagram, when I post things, I get comments, I get likes, I get DMs and on podcasts, you're literally speaking to the air. So if there's something you really resonate with or something that you want to share, please, please, please Instagram DM me and let's chat. Okay. Number one, we all have the same human brain. And I know that that sounds obvious because we're all humans, but what I really mean by this is that what I've understood from coaching so many different people is that our brains all operate on the same programming, okay? And our brains, the same one that every single one of us has, is wired against us, okay? If you've not learned how to use your brain or how to operate it, then it's makes sense that your brain would what I call run around unsupervised, run wild. And the more that I coach people, the more that I understand that every single one of us, our baseline is a human brain, wired to the negative. And in addition to that, we've all had approximately 30, sometimes less, sometimes more years of experience being alive. Okay. We've had experiences in our childhood and we've had traumas and I know that trauma sounds really dramatic but really the word trauma is just things that have happened to us that our body has remembered and when you think about it like that is that every single one of us has our own unique journey but we all have the same brain and our brains are literally programmed in a way from society from our childhood from all these things and we have specific ways that we think And working with clients has really made me understand some of the patterns that come up time and time again. And I wanted to share those patterns with you because these are patterns that I kind of knew before from studying psychology and studying coaching. But now that I've worked with many of you, I've understood just how prevalent they are. And these patterns are having louder negative thoughts than positive thoughts. So it's that tendency to always catch on to the negative instead of the positive so it's that if you get given a compliment you're way more likely to pick up on the criticism it's overthinking everybody comes to me and says I'm an overthinker I go into anxious thought loops I get caught up on something and I don't stop thinking about it and everyone thinks that it's just them that overthinks but honestly so many of us almost all of us especially if you're already in this wellness space, this uh, self-development space, so you are aware of yourself, you are aware of your conscious brain, we're all overthinking. Our brain is offering to us all the thoughts, 60,000 thoughts a day, a few thousand of those are in our conscious minds. The other thing that our brain does is black and white thinking, which is where we either think that something is true or not true. Another thing is that we all are afraid of change. We want to stay in our comfort zones. And that means that many, many, many of us procrastinate a lot because our brains like to stay comfortable. And if you come into any of my containers, we're actually going to do this in the next chapter group. In the mind workshop, I explain the science behind why our brains literally hate to think new thoughts because they really like to stay in the thoughts that we've been fed, which is dangerous, by the way, because then we become a victim of the thoughts that we have from our parents, from our teachers, from society that we don't necessarily think ourselves. Other things that our brains offer us is the fear of rejection, 
fear of abandonment. These are two main fears that almost every single client I work with have. And the other thing is that to understand that we all have our sensitive spots, right? We all have certain things that bother us more than other people. So we all have our brains, but because of the way that our all of our experiences and our life up until now has affected us, we are all sensitive to, to different areas of life. So, you know, some of my clients are really really caught up on friendships, some are really caught up on their career, some are really caught up on love. And I think it's important to remember that, that our brains are these computers that have been receiving data. And even though our brains are the same, the data is different. And that's why I have a lot of clients that will say, oh, I don't know why, like, I just really feel that I'm so caught up on, you know, this friendship thing, it feels really sensitive to me. And then when we go back into looking at the limiting beliefs and the reasons why they feel this way, often we trace it back to, oh, this thing happened in high school or something happened when I was young with my siblings that made them feel that way. The same thing with romantic relationships and the same thing with career. So I think it's just really important here to recognize that we all have a human brain and most of us don't know how to use it. And I really think that that's something that I have learned from speaking to so many of you is that, you know, I've coached so many people and it never ceases to amaze me how similar the way our minds work are. Because we all feel like in some way we're really unique. We all feel like, oh, my brain is different from that other person's brain. I want you to imagine for a second the last time you did this. I used to do it a lot. I would look at someone and be like, okay, so they're able to do this, this, and this. That's really great for them, but I won't be able to do that because I operate differently. I'm just different. And I think that many people come into my world and they want to coach or they want to you know, do this work and they feel like they're immune to it because it, it, I call it the unicorn effect. It's when you look at someone else and you're like, she's a unicorn. And Maybe you have this where you think, oh, she's this, but I'm too lazy. She's this, but I'm too negative. She's this, but, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that. I'm not strong enough or whatever the thought is that holds you back. But by being on the inside of lots of your minds, I can't tell you how many times I've seen those of you who think this turn it around and actually make progress and actually really create the thing that you wanted and to to reach your goals. And, And I want to give an example, actually. Yesterday, I was on a client call. A client of mine's coming to the end of our first four months together. And she was reflecting and she was saying, you know, wow, like, I can't believe that I've made this progress and that she'd really reached her goals that were very much feeling-based goals. And I won't, I won't go into details of what they are, but she was really like, wow, it's, it's so incredible. And then she admitted to me that when we did the goals in the first Uh, strategy session which is the first 90 minutes that we spend together setting the goals and really planning on what we're going to work on and she admitted that she actually didn't believe that she could do it and she was like Emma I genuinely thought no everyone else can do this but I can't do it like I didn't she must have believed it enough because she was there and she invested in the program and she was present and showing up but she said she didn't truly think that she would be able to and it was funny because when she said it, I laughed and I was like, yeah, like that's my job as a coach is to believe in you when you don't believe in yourself. And I said to her, there was never one moment when we were setting those goals, hearing all of her context, all of the story of you know, where she was coming to the program. There wasn't ever one moment where I didn't believe and trust that she would actually be able to reach them. So really interesting. And she said to me, I thought that you were a unicorn or all of your clients were unicorns and that I couldn't ever do it. And look, I can. So just to round off that first one that we all have human brains that have all been affected by our experiences up until this age, around 30 years. And I just want to tell you something that I often say on here, that you have control of your thoughts. You can absolutely change it if you want to. The second thing that I've learned from working with a thousand plus hours of coaching clients is that every single one of us 
is an imposter in some way. Every single one of us feels like they're going to be found out. I really want to make this clear because, again, I also struggle with imposter syndrome. It's something that comes up a lot. It came up in all of my old careers, my old my old uh, career jobs, and it definitely comes up in my business. And it comes up with almost every single one of my clients who I'm working on job stuff with, which is almost everybody. And for all those who don't know what imposter syndrome is, I think most of us have heard of it, but the definition of it is to have, you know, those creeping consistent or persistent feelings of that you're not good enough that you doubt yourself that you second guess yourself that you think that maybe everyone else is doing it right and you're doing it wrong and a really big fear I think the biggest symptom of imposter syndrome is a fear of being found out so a fear that someone is going to discover that you don't actually know what you're doing and and almost like out you (laughs) and maybe they're going to fire you maybe they're going to embarrass you in public and I think that the funny thing that I've realized about in with imposter syndrome from working with you is that the higher achiever that you are, the more imposter syndrome that people feel. And the more accomplished that my clients are, the more imposter that they feel. It's just crazy when you think about it. You know, I haven't had, I don't think I've ever had one client who hasn't struggled that they're, with that feeling that they're going to be found out. And I work with some really successful women, you know, great jobs, high up, own their own businesses, they've achieved a lot, they, you know, on the outside look really confident, but that they all struggle in some way with feeling that it's not good enough. And that, you know, the thing, sorry, I'm losing track of it. This is what happens when I record podcasts off the top of my head, but I think it's really uh, important to understand almost like the patterns, like it oscillates between people like my clients not being confident at all and being like, oh, I'm not doing well in work. You know, I need more confidence. I want to work on on increasing confidence and being more assertive in the workplace and feeling that they don't know what they're doing and other people think that as well. Or the other way is that they on the inside feel that way, but externally are actually doing quite well. And they are successful and they have got good jobs and they have they are in positions that are well respected and even when they are quote unquote doing well and even when their businesses are going well and people are choosing to work with them they still just can't accept that it's because they're good it's that's when the imposter actually creeps in the most and it's like there's nothing in between it's like either you feel inadequate or you feel like you can't celebrate yourself for doing well you can't actually say "Uh aha the reason I have this job is because I am successful and even though sometimes I don't know what I'm doing and I feel you know a little bit like I'm winging it or blagging it or whatever we want to say you know I actually have earned this place I've earned my career and most women and I think it really is a very feminine tendency believe that when they are successful that it's down to luck that it's kind of they were in the right place at the right time somebody took a chance on them or just by chance they got the job Uh, and it's not true obviously we know it's not true but how many of you have actually believed that to be true believe that all the reasons for your successes are because somebody you know just took a chance on you and it just happened to be that luck struck one day and you were in the right place at the right time and it's just not true And I just want to say here, you know, feelings of being a fraud, feelings of being nervous to be found out, feelings of imposter, you know, are so common. They are so, so common. And you can work on it. I think it is about really, really building that confidence. In my next chapter program, we actually have a whole week where we talk about confidence and we build up in what I call the confidence loop, which is the process of actually imagining that confidence is a muscle. And that muscle is has not been um, trained. The muscle is weak, the muscle is soft. And what we need to do is actually start to train that muscle. Like we wouldn't 
just automatically go out and start weightlifting. We wouldn't automatically go out and say, let's run a marathon using this muscle. We would start small. We would say, okay, let's start to really celebrate our wins. Let's start to get out of our comfort zone more. Let's start to do small things, small steps that will enable you to build up this confidence. And I'm actually working with a client who at the moment, you know, she really feels like she is suffering from having imposter syndrome. She has an amazing job, a really good career. She's so successful. People are, clients are demanding to work specifically just with her. She runs a huge team. She's flying all over the world. Honestly, she's got this great job, but on the inside, she doubts herself and it's starting to show up with how she's speaking to her colleagues and her her team. And what we've been working on is using the confidence loop to to build that up. And it's amazing to see how just understanding what confidence really is can actually help defeat that imposter syndrome. We all have it. We all have imposter syndrome. And I think I do want to say here that if we're all imposters, then surely we, we're not all doing it wrong. Okay. I actually think that what I've discovered from working with all of you is that we're all just doing it right. But I think that by doing coaching and by really looking at that imposter syndrome, if it's something that you struggle with, if you do overthink a lot of things at work or second guess yourself or take lots of time reading emails and don't feel like you actually, the internal confidence matches the external confidence, then it is something that you can work on by really deciding to go and work specifically on this, on confidence. And I want to tag on to this second point about how all of us are imposters and that's you know something that I have discovered from working with my clients and tag on that we're all really mean to ourselves and I think that our minds can really tell us a lot of negative things and that's what contributes to the imposter and it's what contributes to so many people again linked to the first point you know not knowing how to handle their human brains and I had a client today just literally a few hours ago and we've been working it's it was actually her second to last session of the first program that we've done together and she said to me that over over the past few weeks something just clicked she shared with me that something switched inside of her and she's understood how mean she's been to herself and she just she said she woke up and she was like why why am I mean to myself like I can finally, she said to me in these words, I can finally start to quieten down that mean voice in my head because there's just no point in her. I'm constantly telling myself all the time that I'm not doing well enough or I'm doing something wrong. I can be doing better. And she was like, enough already. Like, I don't need to be like that anymore. I can be nice to myself. There's nothing stopping me. And I really loved it when she said that because it really showed me that we all do have this ability to quieten that voice. It just takes a little bit of intention. So the third thing that I've learned is about rejection, okay? So I think this is something that we all struggle with. Nobody likes to be rejected. It really is the worst thing ever. And I want to say that rejection is redirection. And I know we hear that a lot and it can sound a bit cheesy and a bit Instagrammy, but really by by seeing clients coming into my program and being with them from four months up until sometimes years, I get to see people's stories play out. And it's really interesting because I only meet clients once a week. Sometimes we speak a couple of times in between sessions during that week. But you know, I have a few touch points a month, let's say, of their story. And I get to see stories unfold. And I don't get to be there for every minute of it but I get to hear the the headlines the main titles let's say and something that I've really understood and realized that again everything I'm saying here is you know I'm passing it on to you because it helps me so much with my own journey is that rejection is hard and many people get rejected they get rejected whilst I coach with them and it's always in the end a redirection and I see this time and time and time again. I have clients that get rejected from jobs that they really wanted. I have clients who get rejected from dates, from going out with someone that they like. I have clients that get broken up with unexpectedly. 
I have clients who get fired unexpectedly. That actually happened to a few of my clients in the past year due to all the cutbacks that are taking place in the tech world. And yeah, I see these stories play out and it's panic inducing, you know, especially when you lose a job or you lose a relationship and your life gets turned upside down. I think many of us have been there and it, it's it's terrifying. It can It can be really scary. And I think that my ability to almost have a bird's eye view of people's lives and see these stories unfolding makes me realize how all of these things are happening for a reason. And I say this a lot, and you will have heard me say it on here, and I say it all the time to clients, is that taking that reframe of something that's happening to me is actually happening for me. And rejection, when it happens, is very triggering. I'm not going to say that any of us are going to feel rejection and then be like, oh my God, yay, I just got rejected. Cool, that feels great. But there's just something that I want to, a message that I want to pass on to you is that I see your stories play out and see that when rejection happens, it usually forces us in some way to step up and to ask what we really want. It forces us to go back to the basics and be like, okay, I've lost my job. I'm feeling a bit panicked, but this is an opportunity for me to try something new. This is an opportunity for me to go on a different path or try out something that I've never done before or get a new job with a better salary and better working conditions because actually I was pretty comfortable where I was before. Or to finally understand that the relationship wasn't working. And I think that it's really important here to remember something that was actually going to be my next point, but I'm going to merge it together. Is that we never ever know what is waiting for us just around the corner. And because I watch so many of you come through the program, I get to often see and sometimes don't see because it happens after the program finishes, but I get to see the amazing things that are built afterwards, the amazing things that are going on just around the corner. And I believe it. I know that it will happen. I know that it's not the end. When you get rejected, it's never like, okay, that's it. I've been rejected. Life, you know, life is crap and it's going to always be crap. And I think it's really important to to know that and to remember that, especially if you're listening to this and you've recently experienced a rejection. But here's the thing about rejection being redirection is that you kind of have to choose it. You know, you can say, okay, I'm rejected and then just lay back and do nothing. And when that happens, you aren't becoming the architect of your next chapter. You're just letting the circumstances take hold of you. And that you know, for some people, maybe they get lucky, maybe they land on their feet, maybe that works. But for most of us, we want to take control. We want to be in that empowered place. And for lots of us, we don't have that control when rejection happens, when, you know, something happens that takes the circumstances out of our hands. But what we do have control over is how we react and how we respond to it. And I think it's always just important to really remember that when you do get rejected, and I see this time and time again, it becomes part of your story. It becomes part of the fabric of your life and the and the journey that you're going to go on. You know, I see so many things happening to clients. You know, I was saying before about being overlooked for promotions or, you know, I think the biggest thing is losing a job when you least expect it or losing a relationship when you least expect it. And it usually leads to greener pastures. I have a good example of a client who was working with me and within the first month of signing up and she signed up because she'd got a brand new job working in a company really high up and she was nervous and wanted support uh, with her mindset and practical support as she took on this new role. And within three weeks of signing up with me and within four days of starting her new job, she was made redundant. It was a startup and they lost funding. And she was panicked. She was she was shook, as most of us would be. And we worked on what to do next. And one thing led to another. And she ended up opening up her, her own marketing agency. And she ended up a few months later earning more than she ever would have earned in, or she ever had earned up until then in her career 
as the head of marketing. So it was really interesting because she got pushed to a place where she was forced to build her next chapter. And she didn't necessarily even know that that's what she wanted to do. But then all of a sudden she was working for herself and she was like, oh my God, this is so much better. This is actually what I want to do. Now, I do want to go back and talk about this. You don't know what's waiting for you around the corner because I think it's a really important point. And again, because I see the stories of my clients and the things that they go through and I'm there cheerleading and observing from the sidelines, it's something that I really see all the time. And I want to give credit to this saying that I have adopted because it's from my mum. My mum has for many, many, many years, always reminded me and said to me in times when I've been doubting myself or feeling like things weren't panning out in the way that I wanted them to, or feeling that I, you know, was rejected in some way, or maybe just things weren't going my way. She would always say, I know that things aren't great right now, but darling, you really never know what's going to happen. You never, we we never know what happens around the corner. And it used to really inspire me for sure, but it, it sometimes triggered me because it's like when you're in that place of things being bad or things not feeling good, our brains almost aren't smart enough to think that something can happen and something can change and make it better. It's almost like when we're in that space, we just presume that everything that will happen will be for the worst or that everything that will happen will stay will stay the same, will keep us stuck. And I think on some level, we forget that things change and we don't know what's happening around the corner. And I want to say this with a caveat because I don't think that this should make us lazy. I don't think that this should make us really not do the work and not step up and become that you know builder of the next chapter or the architect of the next chapter because we want to put ourselves in the best possible position for when the good thing does happen. But I really see it so often that my clients will be like, get onto a call after however many weeks and be like, okay, somebody had hunted me and I've got a job interview for my dream job. Or they'll be like, you know, actually this happened really recently with a client who we're working with for a while. And then we stopped working together and like a month later contacted me to tell me that she'd met someone. And a lot of the work that we did was focusing on putting her in the best possible position to meet someone. And I think that it's just, yeah, it's like, really a product of doing the work of stepping up and doing the coaching and then also the fact that luck happens life happens and it's really fun to watch it's really fun to watch people really build their next chapters and then see the results and just reminding all of you that it's something that I've learned is that there's so many good things happening there are so many stories unfolding there are so many you know, exciting things that happen. It's definitely happened to me in the past year. I spoke about it in a couple of weeks ago when I did a podcast episode about next chapters. And I spoke about how one year ago I was feeling really fed up with the dating world and couldn't imagine ever being with somebody. And who was I to know six months later, I would start dating somebody that would lead to a serious relationship. So just want to share that with you because often when I'm feeling down or feeling stuck, my clients are my inspiration. My clients show me that important formula of doing the work and also knowing that anything can change at any given moment. And I actually want to acknowledge a really special client that has, I think is the biggest testament to this point. And that's my client, Nikki, who I'm definitely going to invite her back onto the podcast to talk about this when she is finished on her maternity leave. Nikki, if you're listening, this is your official public invitation. But my client, Nikki, who we worked together for for years and she, you know, also did group programs. She was in my one-on-one. We, we have a really special client coaching relationship. She's one of my original Turning 30 clients. And a lot of the work we did was to, you know, she wanted to call in a relationship and to put her in the quote unquote, best possible position to enable her to do that. And she just gave birth a few months ago to a gorgeous baby boy. And, you know, she was really considering solo parenthood at this point. And she was, you know, really at that point of 
saying, okay, I'm taking control. I'm just going to go and do all of the things. Like I said, she was building her next chapter. She was doing it in the most empowering and authentic way. And then round the corner for her was meeting somebody and falling pregnant quickly when she didn't even know that was a possibility for her. And having this, you know, incredible turn of events that she didn't know was about to come and it's so fun to watch it's so fun to be part of your journeys when you see these things unfolding so just want to remind all of you that that isn't a possibility just for the people I'm telling you about but it's also a possibility for you my next point my next thing that I've learned from my clients is that change can happen in an instant change can happen so quickly And I think that there's like this illusion that things take time. And don't get me wrong, some things do take time. And I often say this when clients are frustrated that they've been working on themselves for X amount of time and they still haven't seen results. And I always say, okay, but we're breaking down beliefs, we're breaking down thought patterns that are 30 plus years of conditioning. It makes sense that it wouldn't, you know, happen overnight. But time and time again, I have sessions and I see literally instant changes sometimes it's just one conversation it can be one event it can be one retreat it can be one conversation they've had with a friend it can be one watching of a course or what listening to a podcast and I think it really just you know for me it's something I've learned from doing this work because it busts that belief of that things are hard and things take time and my coach Nicole tells me time and time and time again you can just change in an instant. You don't have to wait to change. Change just happens. Like you can literally just wake up and decide to change. And I think it's so true. And it's a really, really fun thing that I've learned from a thousand hours of coaching is that, you know, change can really just happen from one coaching session or from one coaching voice note, or even just from one coaching program. And every time I sign up with my coach and with any course that I do, I always now have that belief in my head, change isn't hard. And it makes me really better able to go towards my goals and to really make sure that I'm committed to the process. Because I used to tell myself, oh, it's going to take forever. And oh, change is so difficult. And oh, you know, I've got to put so much hard work in. And the truth is, is that And that's why for me, I have really started to believe in the power of just showing up and having that one thought that change doesn't take time. And my next chapter program, which is currently enrolling my next group is an eight week program. And in eight weeks, it might sound like a short amount of time, but it's really not. That's eight weeks of powerful coaching sessions and workshops and conversations. And I'm really excited there to see change that is going to happen instantly and very quickly once you really start to believe that thought that change is possible. And the last point, I know I've been speaking a lot. I wanted to do this episode in 40 minutes and we're now on 47, but oh well. I like to talk a lot and give lots of examples. Please bear with me. And the last point I wanted to say was actually age-related because I think many of you here discovered the Turning 30 podcast because you were feeling things about your age and you were maybe struggling to come to terms with being in your 30s or freaking out about turning 30 or whatever it is. And I want to tell you that something that I've learned from coaching so many of you is just how subjective ages just how age is neutral right age is just a number and the way that you look at age gets to be defined by you so I have clients who are 26 27 and they are absolutely freaking out they feel so old they feel like they can't believe they've not met somebody yet they feel like they're left behind and then I also have clients who are 36 and they're like feel really young I'm really ready for a new path I'm ready for a new direction I've got so much time left And I just want to remind you all that age really is just a number. I said this in the first episode of the what I've learned from coaching so many of you that the day of your birthday, honestly, is just another day, right? Nothing happens. You just get one day older. And so many people come into this space freaking out about turning 30. I'm actually going to do an episode about age anxiety because I think it's a topic that a lot of people struggle with. But I just want to say that the evidence, the research that I've collected just shows me that your brain has the ability to decide how you feel about age because 
every single one of my clients is a different age and they have different thoughts about it. And, you know, your 30s are really wonderful. They really, really are. They truly are. But only if you decide for them to be. And, you know, age, again, just to say, like, it is just the amount of days that you've been on the planet. So you get to decide if that means that you're a saggy old woman who's wilting away. She's got no meaning left and very little life in her years. And she's like, she's going to stay at home and be boring and, you know, not start that new job or start that new course or invest in something because it's like, you know what, the days of the, you know, you've lived the heyday or whatever, you're over the hill. Or you get to decide that you have many, many, many years of life left and that you get to show up for yourself. You get to do all the things that you want to do that you can kind of take that, what I call like one life mentality, like, okay, I'm not getting any younger. There's only one thing that's certain and that's every single day you get one day older and use that to intentionally build the life that you love and to almost like trick your brain into taking more risks and to doing more things. And yeah, you just get to choose. Are you the saggy, wilting away old woman or are you the strong, empowered, 30-something who gets to take control of her life? Stop letting your age define you. And I really want to say that my clients have taught me that. So everyone who's listening who is a client, thank you. Thank you for reminding me day in and day out that it is never, ever, ever too late to do something new. It's never too late to try something again. And it's never too late to say, fuck this shit. (laughs) I'm starting something new. On that note, I want to officially invite you. I've got seven spots left as of today for my group coaching program, the next chapter. It's going to be it's starting in two weeks. It's going to be a small, immersive group of women who are coming together to set goals of whatever area of life you want to focus on. There's no rules. There's not anything specific because we're going to be learning the really foundation, fundamental coaching concepts that are going to help you to reach those goals, whatever they are. And I'm going to support you as a coach to do that. This is taking everything that I do with my one-on-one clients and putting it in a group package so it is more accessible it is more affordable and also it's alongside other people so you don't have to feel so alone in your journey you get to you know really understand what it's like to be around others who are also working on themselves and feel that you have a group of friends who understand you and who get you and it's really, you know, important for me for those of you to co- who want to do the group coaching program to be held in a really in a really safe space. If you're sitting here listening and thinking that some of the points that I've made or some of the client stories that I've told resonate with you and that you're also ready to to learn new things and to really take that step up and build this next chapter that's going to be really in line with what you really want then I really recommend checking out the program. I would love to have you in the container with us. And on that note, I think that's all of the points that I had written down. Actually, I do have a few more, but I'm not going to uh, say them now. I'm actually going to wait until another few years of coaching and talk about when I've done maybe 5,000 hours of coaching with 30-somethings. And I really look forward to hearing your feedback. I look forward to Uh, seeing you sharing this episode and I really again want to invite you to join me over on Instagram so that we can uh, chat there and also you can follow along my Japan journey and I'll see everybody on the podcast next week.